Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to this very special non-Campia open mic. I'm going to be hosted today. Chris Carr, hope you're doing well. Happy Friday to you. I am not alone in our discussion today, though. I am, of course, joined by my buddies, Ray and Jonathan. Hey. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. You have your bedroom yeah, beyond harmonized. harmonized. You we did. Go. We're so in sync. Oh, my gosh, guys. You know, one thing I got to do real quick, though. What? We got it oh. on. We got we to gotta blank this out. All right? Who are you going to so, be? Yeah, we got to figure this out. Um, so, you know, I, I caught up on some trailers oh, right yeah? here. I watched the Goosebumps trailer. Have you seen it? Yes. Well, Justin Long makes an appearance. Freaking love Justin Long so yep, much. Yeah, it's good to see I got him. I'm really excited, yeah. I watched the No One Will Save Will Save You trailer again because it comes out today. I think everyone who's into like alien invasion stuff should check this out. It's on Hulu. Oh, okay. I know you might not. You might not watch it. Have you I, seen the trailer? I haven't actually. I like alien things though. But, but this looks like it has a horror twist to it. Okay. Maybe in in, in light of the. Uh, um, we're oh, get, Bob's judging me. Yeah, we're gonna get the judgey. Oh no! Like, <laughs> in light of the uh, right the WGA negotiations today, he's gonna be joining us. I oh, saw no. um, the Percy Jackson trailer. Yeah. Nice to see Edge in there. Did you catch mm-hmm. his little quick thing? Yes. From WWE. Um, He's a a really surprisingly great actor. I shouldn't say surprisingly. you got to sell so much if you're a good wrestler, you know? Do you know what I I, I spent money on? I had no idea what the franchise was about, but I knew he he had a small part in it. Highlander Endgame. Oh. He was one of the British writers in the beginning, right at the very beginning. And Mm -hmm. I think he he gets killed. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. But then I just left afterwards. Yeah. I was so into wrestling at that point in my life that I would buy tickets just to see a wrestler in something for like, what, three minutes? Yeah. So, that, that well, that's my breakdown of what I've watched today. That's awesome. I need to check out that trailer. Very, very cool. I, I did want to bring up, um, mm-hmm. today is Hobbit Day. Yeah, you mentioned that on the podcast. Yeah. I'm like, huh. So September 22nd is Frodo and Bilbo Baggins' birthdays. Oh. And so back in 1978, the American Tolkien Foundation decided to create something called Tolkien Week. And then the 22nd is like kind of the culmination of that celebratory week celebrating Tolkien's work where you do hobbity things and eat hobbit food. And Are you going to play the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins by Leonard Nimoy? I should. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mostly I was going to go home and just make a shitload of food. But now. <laughs> so is there a Lord of the Rings day, too? Or is this just considered? This is, this is this pretty is much it, yeah. So Hobbit Day is today. Celebrate accordingly. Eat shit. Let your feet be hairy. I don't know. Do oh, you think? You're not doing anything special? Logan and I are cooking a bunch of stuff. Oh. Which will be fun. And then we'll probably watch one of the movies or something. And a, a friend of our a fan, a friend of the show, Ken Dixon, gave me a bottle of champagne when we completed his demos. And uh-huh. so I'm probably going to crack that champagne open today. Well, there you go. Yeah. There which will be fun. Well, you guys have going on this weekend. Um, I don't really know. I don't really have too much. Probably like a lot of like yard work. My yard is just mm-hmm. insane now. I during that heat wave, I'm like I'm not Ugh. going out about back. No, why so, would you? Yeah. Especially with all the mosquitoes. So right really now. boring. But I'm just gonna stay close to home this weekend. That's um, nice though. Oh, I am gonna see uh, on Sunday. How's Moving Castle? <gasps> Yay! Yeah, it's second oh. to last of the the Miyazaki thing I've yeah. been doing at, at uh, AMC. Um, so the final one will be spirited away next month. Yeah. So is this one that you have or haven't seen? I haven't seen any of them. So everything is oh, a yeah. new experience. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, cool. yeah. And are you still bringing the girls? Uh, the youngest is the one who wants to go. Yeah. <gasps> yes. So we've been going together to them. Very cool. Mm-hmm. That's going to be magical. Yeah. Well, for me, 
I'm going to do the most manliest thing this weekend. What is it? I'm baking a bunch of cookies. Yeah, yeah boy! Man. I stopped by the Target and got me a new food processor. You know why? Because you I'm going to grind food? up this oatmeal. Oh. So it's real powdery. Oh, grind it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to add it to that flour. Add it to the flour. And we're going to make those cookies make I brought in cookies. the other day. <gasps> but I'm going to try to make them a little bit fatter. Can make a fatty. Like Why right. are you, know, you saying are so them. many slutty things right now? <laughs> oh my god! Slutty cookies. <laughs> my life sucks. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> it's just baking. That's what I have to look forward to. No, all weekend. hey man, your house is going to smell so good. Your house is going to smell good. And any anyone who can bake or cook, baking in particular, because it's so much harder. That is a really cool ability. That is that's date nip. I try. I try. Right? I, try. I mean, because I've always been bad at it. I just, it's, there's something like about the kitchen where you always want to get better at something that you're not good at. I totally agree with that. The only problem is sometimes it could get expensive. If you, like my biggest fear is uh, buying expensive, uh, like let's say, uh, uh, what do you call those? The the steak that is really pricey. The, oh, like the it starts with a K. Wagyu. Kobe. Buying one of those things reading everything I need to read in order to cook it right and just messing it up. That is like the only thing that, that sucks mm-hmm. is if like I do a batch of cookies and they burn. <laughs> someone put up, no one's eating it. Someone put a, an emoji of you and then a chef and then a cookie. Aww. <laughs> oh, Michael Gonzalez did that. <laughs> so that's the only downside to it. It takes up a lot of time sometimes when you bake, right? Mm-hmm. Especially something that you have to let sit there the whole day. And then you still have to taste it. It still has to be good. Mm-hmm. Have, have you guys had the Japanese uh, uh, jiggly cake before? Yes. You know how that takes that a really familiar, long time. familiar. I may have, but I can't remember. It takes a really a long time to make. Cheesecake. The yeah. first time. And you know what? It takes like eight eggs. Eight mm. things of eight eggs. And I was like, I better not mess this up because eggs are expensive. Right? They're expensive <laughs> now. Yeah. I messed up. But the second time, it was amazing. So you got you gotta you gotta yeah, you know, sacrifice it. some something sometimes. Laura makes that like Basque cheesecake. Have you heard of those? They don't have the crust. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, right. They kind of the burnt top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she makes those. Yeah. I can't bake for shit. I wish I could. I, I'm, I trying. Wish I could. I'm trying. I'm trying. You succeed. Your baked goods are so amazing. Yeah, your guys are going to get a Monday. He always come in, he's like, I kind of messed these up, guys. I'm so sorry. And then, and then we're just like, flawless. oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like drooling chocolate chip. That's what, that, that birthday cookie, holy shit, man. Oh. <laughs> I like make everything big. It's so know? great. All right. Then I don't feel as bad sharing, not sharing it with people, too. And I'm like, well, there's only one. There's only one cookie. I could be the only one who eats it. Big cookie. Oh, man. So what's our news? Well, what are we doing? We got a little bit of a fun Star Warsy news of what could have been, what we could have had. That's oh, a lot. We get that a lot with Lucasfilm. We do have this a lot the with Lucasfilm. Lucas. That could have been. That's very very true. This one though, I don't know. For me, this one kind of stung a little because I love this director so much. Me too. Oh, we could have had some Guillermo del Toro Star Wars. That would have been amazing. Yep. There's a whole bunch of things in this one, too. So we've got several different things to talk about here. So uh, one, David Escort obviously was going to uh, pen that, who yeah. did The Dark Knight. Uh, the um, Dark Knight. And then... Uh, amazing screenwriter. Yeah. And, and then, obviously, Guillermo del Toro. That pair up enough, right? Yeah. That's... What a dream team. That yeah. would have been amazing. So we have, during a recent episode of the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, host Josh Horowitz asked the screenwriter which major franchise he would love to have the opportunity to be involved with. And he said, 
he actually wrote an unproduced Star Wars movie that Guillermo del Toro was going to direct. This was about four years ago. And del Toro later clarified on X, formerly known as Twitter, that it was many, many moons ago, about six years ago or so. Mm -hmm. Now, then they also go on to bring up that... He, uh, Goyer was also working on an Origins of the Jedi movie, right. putting things 25,000 years in the past, exploring how the Jedi came to be. So we could have had one of those things moving through the timeline as well. And then lastly, what we learned from this is that Del Toro had to turn down Force Awakens because of scheduling. No! I can't get mad at that because Force Awakens is like my favorite Star Wars movie. It's good, but I mean, imagine if Del Toro was on that. He probably would have had a plan. He probably would have existed. Less lens flares, more more crazy aliens. I think what was uh, interesting about this quote, too, is this part right here. There was just a lot of behind the stuff, behind the scenes stuff going on at Lucasfilm at the time. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's always true. Yeah. It's a very diplomatic response, yeah. though. Of There was just there a lot of things going stuff, on. You yeah. know. Well, so, first off, I would expect a lot of things to be going on at a production company. That's apparently that tells making six me movies. there was a lot of mayhem. Exactly. Well, and every time I feel like people talk about how they were going to work on a Lucasfilm, it sounds like somebody who's trying to make their breakup seem amicable. Of you know, a lot of things went wrong. It just that we didn't weren't we didn't have the right timing. Yeah. So well, you don't so, want to say anything that may jeopardize you working with someone again. So for sure, I get it. So it's if, smart. So if this was four years ago, it would have been 2018, right? Ish or 17 ish, right? Well, six, six years, years ago. ago so oh, six years because ago. Goyer said four, but then he was correcting him with six. Yeah, six years ago. So. So 2017, 2017. He, he did uh, Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. So that must and he did been... say he was busy with other things. So and, it's like I get it. You know, Shape of Water got him an Oscar. So right, <laughs> I right. think the the correct decision was made here. And Star Wars, in theory, will always be there. You know, troll. He did Troll Hunters. Yes, I love Troll Hunters. I that entire seen it. universe. It's, oh, it's Ray, got, I think you'd really like it. It's got such a high score on IMDb. I'm not used to high scores on IMDb. They're 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 like a lower level. Like their their scores are really that was animated, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. there was a show called Troll Hunters. Then they tied into a show called Three Below. Then there was another one called Wizards, mm-hmm. and it was this kind of magic and alien universe all coinciding. It was really really well done. Um, set in Arcadia, which is I real cute. See it. I remember one time. Were you? I don't know, Ray. If you were at the Collider Studio that the day that Guillermo del Toro came by in Burbank, no, that was the day, days where and I we, had to we be home. we shot it in what we called Studio B at the time. It's where we did all the Collider news stuff. Uh-huh. But my desk was in there, so I'm like working away on something, and Guillermo del Toro is probably just in like a director's chair, like from me to you. So no one can really tell the difference here, but we're like maybe three feet. Yeah. So he's just like giving an interview, like three feet from me, while I'm like editing. <laughs> I want to know how his brain works because some of the, the yes. some of the things that he comes up with, Shape of Water, any of the movies where it may have not you may have not liked it, still the creatures that he comes up with, the, mm-hmm. the species and things like that, it's yeah. so creative for me at least. Um, I would love to see that in the Star Wars universe. I mean, imagine like just a planet that he or like a just like a town or whatever they call it in the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Created by him with his vision. It would have been really cool, I thought. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely. Would think. He is one of those directors that I think the word atmosphere 
really applies to. He really does such beautiful world mm-hmm. building, whether it is, you know, something like a Pan's Labyrinth or it's Hellboy or, you know, his work with Pinocchio. He really is able to establish a tone so quickly and make you feel so immersed in that world. And I don't think a lot of directors have that same power. No. Where it, he can transcend things, he can make a completely different universe, and you still go, this is a Del Toro thing. And he did Pacific Rim, too. I really like that movie. Yeah, so the first one's care. amazing. Yeah. Freaking, um, I love that one. Yeah. So from, from what I'm reading, what Guillermo Del Toro has coming up is the buried giant Frankenstein and scary stories to tell in the dark. That one sounds like it could be pretty cool. Yeah. Scary stories you could tell in the dark. That book series was messed up if it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's Ooh. I guess it's a season two because or is it a is it oh it's a movie. Okay. The first one came out already. Or the screenplay was by him. Um scary stories to tell in the dark. So he's I working remember on that. that book cover as a kid. Like with the like real creepy face and that very yeah. red nose. Yeah. <laughs> You couldn't really tell what it was supposed to be. Is it supposed to be a clown or is it just like, is this like an inkblot thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, messed me up. That I mean, I know that's not difficult since I'm such a wimp when it comes to scary things. (laughs) Man. Well, I'm glad he's got other things in the pipeline. Frankenstein from Del Toro. Oh, shoot. That's going to be nice. (laughs) Oh man. That's a nice. It's going to be a very good movie. But you know what? We can't have any of it. With a strike going on. Yeah, so we got to get... Hey, speaking of, maybe we should do a little strike watch here. Strike watch. I'm going to go to Variety, see if there's any updates. Solidarity. Okay, so there's a new article here. (gasps) Hang on. Let's let's bring it up for the folks at home, shall we? Oh, yes, please. Here we go. Put it on your shot. Okay. This is an hour ago. WGA picket line swell with solidarity and cautious optimism. Yeah, I feel (gasps) that. As AMTP... And PTP contract talks go a third day with CEOs. Let's see if there's anything new. Uh, In response to the call from guild leaders, Mm -hmm. strong turnout. Yeah, that happened. That makes sense. Hollywood, Paramount saw big crowds. Okay, that's just about. Oh, so this is more about people people turning out. Yeah. Uh, I'm a realist, said Amy Berg, a showrunner, WGA strike captain who has dubbed herself the lot mom of Fox Studios. Uh, You want it to be done, but at the same time, we've got to go through this before. Or we've gone through this before. A few weeks ago, everyone heard on Friday the strike was suddenly over, and that wasn't the case. So, and this is more of like man on the street kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so, good to see that they're agreeing on major points, though. It's that, good to see they're still in there working. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot yeah. to mention, if to, I hate to change the subject, but mm-hmm. another thing that comes out today is the Continental. We <gasps> haven't heard great Reviews yeah, but someone on, on on the chat said it was great, so I don't know. So, yeah, so your miles may vary, I guess. That's how they say. Hmm. So uh, that comes out today. I'm just looking for things to watch while I'm baking. That's what's going on. So Aww, <laughs> that's going to be great. Let's see. Man. Well, anyway, so not much news in the uh, strike front. They're still in there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully by, gosh, I hope by Monday we know something. That'd be really, really great. That way, too, we can get the SAG-AFTRA union back in there discussing their terms. Well, they, they'll have no one to be distracted with now, so. Mm-hmm. Well, and coming up, too, we've got the video game uh, Vote is due as well soon oh, for that, strike authorization. That would be interesting. Um, so I'm hoping these things get settled, and then we can hopefully have a productive discussion with those kinds of triple a video games that they're looking to change things up with yeah the terms for video games are, are a lot like the 
TV theatrical stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we're just not dealing with residuals, really. Right. So hopefully if we come to agreements on AI with the writers, with the on-camera actors, then all of our performance so capture and voice actors will get the same With stuff. residuals for video games, I feel like it's probably a little easier because you're selling units. That's how I feel, but it's so weird that it's one of the few acting forms that you don't get residuals from. Yeah. It's just a flat rate. Which... But they can't. What I'm saying is, like with streaming, it's like, well, we don't make any money on those clicks. Yeah. And and whatever. Um. But you're obviously tracking your units sold because. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be out of business. One hundred percent. So. Oh, oh. And I understand that it can be a little. I don't know. I guess with all the different downloadable content and things like that, that can kind of. I guess, muck up things. But to your point, there is a very easy metric here for, yes, that was sold. So here's your 0.5%, you know? Yeah. And if your voice is in the downloadable content, then you should get a piece yeah. of that too. I when, mean, ooh, if your likeness is being used, share the wealth. That's wild to me. Especially I know. the idea of AI with that, of just being able to use your likeness in perpetuity is well, bananas. And I can't imagine, like, with, um, what was it, Cyberpunk 2077? Mm -hmm. That Keanu Reeves got a shoddy deal. No. So no. it's a very different situation for all these A-listers mm -hmm. than the rest of us who are getting, you know, a, a nice contract where it's sure. I, in my wildest dreams, didn't think I'd be paid over $900 to go do a video game. That's incredible. Right. But then you see how many units are sold and you go, oh, I, I made a third of my rent. Not even. <laughs> and go back this to, is doing this. We could go back to that Bayonetta lady the the girl who bayonetta. Did, bayonetta excuse yeah. me yeah that 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 i think that's what really started like the you know the micro put the microscope on i think so there that was a, a big discussion on what she was paid and what she was worth and what she was valued at and i think that's what we're having with a lot of workers in general of just if you're a cog in this machine that works well shouldn't you get your piece of the pie too and when that news came out i remember watching the video game awards which kate was came out like uh uh, recently after that, that company, when they put up Bayonetta 3, you heard some boos from the audience. That <gasps> everyone's in the know. If you're like into the, in the video game industry, you know what's going on. So Yeah, because everyone watches YouTube videos on like the, all the tea on the video game situation. And so. so if your audience is booing your, that's your not decision, a good look. that's not a good, that's not a good thing. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Well, and game, um, game actors too are so tied to their audience. One, just because of the nature of the performance, right? They're playing as you, you have this shared experience of agency, but because of the pay and because of the lack of residuals, that's why you see so many uh, video game voice actors doing the like Comic-Con circuit, those big convention circuits and really connecting with their fans because that's how they can make a living. Right. And so a lot of those fans too are such stands for their voice actors mm -hmm. and really back them when they hear about any kind of wrongdoing. So, All right. Oh, one more thing. One more mention. All right. Yep. What releases today? Only because I love the first movie and I think I like the second one. Spy Kids, Armageddon on Netflix. You know. I don't know if you guys like you know, the Spy Kids Rob series. worked on Spy Kids. Oh, did he? I didn't, always forget didn't, that. Wasn't it with Spy Kids or I, was it? I think so. I love. I no, no, Cody, Agent Cody Agent Banks. Agent Cody Banks. You know who's actually Agent Cody Banks, <laughs> not Spy Kids. I, I you know, Jonathan, I worked on a film back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it was a film. Um, oh, man. None of you guys are into Spy Kids? Come on. No. I never got into oh, it. Oh, yeah. You were, you're in that weird. Okay. Let's say Chris is in this weird uh, year where she was born where it's she either yeah. knows something 
that we know, or she or has I have no idea. No recollection of it. It's crazy. Logan's a big Spy Kids fan. Mm. Oh, great. See, he loves it. I could always it. count on Logan. I know. That tracks, because I, I feel like yeah. they're in tune. He and Ray have all the same taste for the most part. I think the only thing you guys have deferred on was, was, was the Flash. Flash. Yeah, that was the first one. I feel like if I like talked about things we like, like I'd be like, all right. <laughs> Oh, a lot. Okay, my God. That's that's so much of my marriage is. And I love that for you, honey. Um, like right. what you like. But then again, I'm like, can we watch this British murder show again? And he's sweet and yeah. says, yeah, sure, I guess. Oh, I'll he doesn't like murder show? He actually, this last one he got really into because Logan suspends his disbelief like in such a crazy way. Where <laughs> No way. How they do that? What? Oh, my gosh. That's the person? And so he got really proud of himself because season one of Broadchurch, he figured out the murderer right away. Mm. And so he was like, let's go season two. Let's figure this out. Um, so he's been very, very keen on that particular murder show. Okay. That's some of the other ones that I watch. He's like, why, why are we watching people kill each other? Christine, why? Christine, huh? I get, yeah. When he he's, the, when he's yeah. being serious, I get full named. I see. I yeah. See. All right. Well, look, we've chatted enough, but yeah. before we get to uh, all of our friends questions here maybe we should take a break heck yeah so we'll hear from our sponsors rocket money and quip be right back guys we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of today's video rocket money did you know that the average person has around 12 paid subscriptions and they might not even remember to subscribing to half of those if you have no idea just how much you're spending each month you need rocket money it's this great app that tracks all of your expenses so you know exactly where your money is going i recently just found out that over 80 percent of people have subscriptions that they've completely forgotten about seriously think about how many free trials you subscribe to that you just probably never canceled and that's why i'm such a big fan of rocket money because i was one of those people when I signed up to Rocket Money, I was stunned to find out that a gym I had belonged to in another city I lived in, I had still been paying my dues to for over two years. Also, that music subscription service I use, yeah, I forgot I was subscribed to two other ones. That's where Rocket Money comes in, because Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. With over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved on average of $720 a year. So stop wasting money on things you you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash campia. That's rocketmoney.com slash campia. Rocketmoney.com slash campia. Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of this video, Quip. Guys, you know that good health starts with good habits and Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials that you need to care for your mouth. For example, their incredible electric toothbrush. Guys, I've been using electric toothbrushes for years, and this is easily the best one I've ever owned. Time sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute clean. A lightweight and sleek design for adults and kids with no wires or bulky charger to weigh you down. Reusable handles in a range of sleek metal hues, as well as bright plastic colors sure to make a pop on your bathroom counter. Skip the bad and snap into healthy habits with the new rechargeable electric toothbrush. All the features of the original Quip plus one magnetic charge powers up to three months of brushing. In addition to brush heads, Quip also delivers fresh floss, toothpaste, mouthwash, and gum refills every three months from just $7. So if you go to getquip.com campia right now, you'll get 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, or water flosser. That's your 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint and gum dispenser, water flosser at getquip.com slash campia that's g-e-t-q-u-i-p dot com slash campia quip the good habits company and thank you so much to rocket money and quip for making this episode of open mic possible Woo! Yay! 
Hey, remember guys, when you use those codes, you're not just helping your, us out. You're, uh, you're doing good stuff for you, too. That's great. <laughs> Jonathan, what do we have? All right, Sam Fisher is up. What do you got to say, Sam? I don't know if you ever saw the Amazon documentary about the music of Bond, but in that, uh, Michael Caine revealed he was the first person to hear the Goldfinger theme because uh, John Barry was staying at his house the night that he wrote it. Oh, cool. I bet you that was a fun evening of drinks and whatever British people in the 60s do. Uh, everything, I think. All yeah. the drugs. It was sort of like, <laughs> yeah, it was basically like, uh, oh my gosh, why, why am I th of gold member? What, what, Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, okay, is that a memorable song? Oh, yeah. Is it Gold one of the... Finger. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> if you sing it like me, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, I mean, Goldfinger is like regarded as like one of the, the best. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. But what are, I heard Connery. JFK had a version of it, too. We shall not go dark. <laughs> we shall not go into the dark night with no Goldfinger. We shall hear this song from you, John Barry. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. I Makes want me proud to be an American. Time. Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> All right. So moving quickly on from that. Dwarf for UK writes movie songs. Huey Lewis in the news. Um, okay. Dwarfer, if you only knew how often me and Ray sing Huey Lewis in the news lyrics around here. Yeah, we're not even joking. Yeah. Uh, in the news, the power of love, and we do hip to be square, but and ZZ Top double back again. Two trilogies, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and Back to the Future. I think. This has to do with the question um, yesterday or a couple days oh, ago Saint where Elmo's they were fire. saying like, yeah, the St. <laughs> Elmo's Fire thing, where St. Elmo's Fire Gate, where um, <laughs> the songs kind of outlived the movie. Oh. But I would sort of disagree with this one because he says Power of Love, and I'm pretty sure that that was heavily used or that was used famously in Back, Back to, the, to Future, the Future, which is not forgotten. No, and it's now a musical. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, but... All right. Thank you for your, your thoughts. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, well, I love Huey Lewis, too. Mm -hmm. For real. Hip to B square. Okay. That's what we were doing earlier. We were, we were, I was, whatever we're doing, we will sing to it, like the rhythm of it. And so. especially if we start getting a little, like, um, frustrated or whatever. Yeah, that's when we just start adding lyrics to whatever we're doing to, like, a one of those you just have, 80 yeah. songs you know? it's yeah. when you guys are frustrated yeah. or anytime we we're, we're having fun anytime or wacky I join, slap I think happy it's just frustrated this cute little thing no, that's we were happening. doing we were doing smooth criminal today oh yeah we did a lot of smooth oh, nice. criminal but we were just adding different words instead oh, of annie are you okay mm -hmm. it was oh, something are you okay yeah yeah but i don't yeah. know <laughs> anyway anonymous writes hi john john array in my defense i work overnight you're not forgiven <laughs> and only able to watch the shows on demand. So, yeah, I didn't know you had a whole segment about cast media on the main show. Oh, no you worries. don't have to defend yourself. Yeah. You're fine. But thank you for your contribution. That's so sweet of you. Don't yeah. ever apologize for anything. Yeah. For real. I, I appreciate it. I barely knew about cast media. You shouldn't have to you know about right cast on, media. You go right on, what did you say you do? Doing shows on demand. You go yeah. right on doing that. You don't owe us yeah. anything. Moving on. Edwin. Hey, John, the other night you and Ray talked about giving up on the MCU and Star Wars Disney Plus shows. I got to say I'm right there with you. So I'm so burnt out on mediocrity. I'm taking a break. It's the reason I haven't watched Ahsoka yet. I mean, you can give it a, ch you can give it a chance. You never know, but you got to do you, right? Let yeah. me make this clear. John has like, he doesn't like a lot of shows. I do actually like most of everything I've seen on Disney Plus. Like, it's not the best, but I... I wouldn't necessarily say 
I hate something or I hated something. Like I even up to the point of Secret Invasion that I watched until, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I, it's just I feel now it's not impactful to the movies at all. Yeah. And the movies I think are a little bit are still up here compared to the shows. Um, and plus, like you don't have to pay a subscription to watch a movie; you just have to pay for that ticket yeah. that day. So um, that's why I said it. John, he has his different reasons for not wanting okay. to do it. Two things I want to say. All right. So, Marcus Way, you get it. You get it. He says, don't need cookies. Don't need fame. Don't need no campia to chat in this train. This is yes. the kind of thing we do. So that's exactly what we do. Well done, Marcus. Marcus he takes famous why? melodies and change the words. Yes. He's a former winner of, yes. uh, of uh, Funko Pops. And, and, oh, then, and then also... Um, Somebody else where I just saw it, uh, uh, I can't remember. I don't know. Who, oh, yeah, here. You guys need to do a drinking game from Bruce Lum. Well, I mean, how do you do? Chances are we did. But you never know with this crew. <laughs> I mean, if I wasn't sure we'd get demonetized for yeah. being like, today we're doing this, I'd go for it. <laughs> I love a drinking game. Don't tempt me with a good time while I'm getting paid. Come on. <laughs> Ray's just laughing. It's because I just kept thinking of the song we were singing. Why we're we're singing a Channing Tatum version of Smooth Criminal, and I was like, Channing, Tatum, are you okay? okay? Channing, are you, you okay? okay? Are you okay, okay Tatum? Tatum? <laughs> Something like that. You've been hit by us. Yeah. Some wild stuff happens when you come in tired. It's like our pick me up. I literally will come in from like my sixty mile drive out here. And I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, hey, what's up? And they start turning on lights, and the next thing you know, we're just like adding lyrics to these songs. <laughs> That's beautiful, though. It's just what, it's just what we that. do. Yeah. It's like everyone has their thing. Some people like sniff up a line of cocaine. We Some people just change here. words to 80 songs. Yeah, yeah. We just start singing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Rob W says, hey, Campia crew, have you seen Theater Camp on Hulu? It was hilarious. In my opinion, it's funnier than Joyride. <gasps> if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Love all that you do. I've, I'm aware of it, but I've not seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm very excited. I, I didn't feel know like it was on Hulu. I feel like it played in theaters for yeah, a short period, too. I saw a trailer for it that. It was a very short period in theaters, but I'm pumped about it because surprising to no one, I did a lot of theater camp as a kid. Yeah, that's not. That's why this... <laughs> <laughs> I got to see Bottoms first. I think if I'm going to watch a comedy next, it'll be Bottoms. But this one, I really like the trailer. So I'll yeah. watch that afterwards. But who knows? I never watch anything. All right. We got uh, <laughs> Rob, no relation. Uh, Friday Crew, that's us. Been listening to a lot of rewatch podcasts, mainly Pod Meets World, and was wondering what film franchise you would listen to a rewatch podcast for. Wait, what? A yeah, film yeah, franchise like, you would listen. So, what is a rewatch podcast? Do they like? They break down episodes. Oh, okay. They rewatch um, it again. Funny. So, uh, shameless plug. My friend uh, Holly Constant does a podcast. Typically, when we're not striking, called Parks Pals, mm. and she breaks down uh, Parks and Rec episodes, and also usually interviews cast, crew members. It's really great. She has a wonderful deep dive. Is a great researcher and interviewer. So, I recommend that one. I don't listen to too many rewatch ones myself. Yeah, though. me either. That's not, kind of the only one. I just randomly did one because now I wasn't sure what that was. I wasn't sure if it was a watch along or a breakdown, but mm -hmm. I did one. So we often get asked what like our guilty pleasure movie is, and I always say, um, "Okay, hang on. I think I want to say 1982, but the pirate movie. Okay, it is a movie that is based off the Pirates of Penzance. Oh, okay. Okay, but it's an 80s take on it. Sweet. Called the Pirate Movie. Well, mine's it's from 1982. <laughs> Christy McNichol and Christopher Atkins is in it. Oh yeah, we've 
excited about this. And I literally, on Spotify, there was a movie breakdown <laughs> on Spotify oh about the pirate God. movie. And that was the last I one I listened to. Amazing. I would I, I would listen to that. I need to see that movie. Oh, I need to see we it. Gotta, I'm so we, excited we literally about should have a, a watch along of the pirate movie. Oh, that would be super fun. All right. Um, uh, Keith Williams says, hey, Campia crew, I hear you all talk a lot about directors and actors, but what are your thoughts on today's cinematographers? There are definitely movies I'll watch simply due to who shot it. Deacons, The Goat, uh, Fraser, uh, Hoytema, Lubeski, uh, to name a few. I mean... I, I a good cinematographer is like yeah it makes that's, or breaks a film but but a lot of these cinematographers I like will work specifically with directors like Denis Villeneuve yes mm-hmm. you know or um who who did uh, who did uh, the uh, the Revenant the Bear movie oh the Bear movie yeah the Revenant I can't remember who directed that but his um his cinematographer too is incredible uh, it is directed by uh, Alejandro Inarito Inarito yeah, yeah yeah and then his he works with a great Emmanuel uh, Lubisky. Yeah, great yeah. cinematographer. So I know we, I know we don't talk about them often. Um, if you want someone to really like, of course, of all people, Rob can go off on cinematographers. Yeah. I was. Gonna I say. love cinematographers because I I love shooting things. Um, film wise, yeah. I got a film wise. I shoot cameras. I got a sw- actually on my Twitter <laughs> handle it says shooter in in shooter in parentheses of cameras. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I got to support my uh. My, I believe he's Filipino, right? Okay. Yep. Lebatique, Le, Le Matthew. He did, I think, Iron Man one because oh, I remember doing the that behind was awesome. the scenes. That was great. Um, um, shot. Yeah, I got to support him. That's the only one I, I know. Uh, that's a cinematographer. Yeah, and actually, like whenever like Rob's talking about like something he's directing on or whatever, my first question is, oh, who's shooting it? Yeah. Because it just fascinates me. There's so much to know in the world of of sh- like shooting movies and whatever. Mm-hmm. It just fascinates me. Yeah. So. Yeah, great question. That's a very good question. Um, tips? No, wait. What am I saying? I just, I just literally <laughs> said the button on on my on my console. Tips. It's Friday. Yeah, Broadway geeky. What's Ooh. your? <laughs> Did you just? I literally said tips because I hit the button. Tips. This guy can't even speak in his head anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's don't. all out loud. <laughs> oh, we're in trouble now. Then, uh, Broadway geeky. Bro-bro. What's your favorite obscure film fact? Mine is that Mel Blanc wasn't Porky Pig at first. It was Joe Dougherty, a stuttering actor who was fired because his stutter cost production time. That is so 1930s. I love oh. it. As an actor who stutters myself, I find this fascinating and infuriating. I don't mean to laugh, but that seems so ridiculous. I could just imagine someone in the 30s going, get out of here, kid. You'll never walk in this town. <laughs> time is money. Now get out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and then Mel made a meal out of it. I don't retain a lot of film, strange film facts. I hear them and I'm amazed by them. But none of them I could quite remember, so I'm not even going to attempt to this recollect This is a tough something. one. Like, uh, your favorite um, obscure film fact. Because it has to be obscure. It would be like... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of something where it's, oh, you know what's cool that I know? Let's let's keep it percolating. Hopefully yeah, we'll think about that. That's a great question, though. Yeah. I hear so many, and it sucks I can't remember any of them. Especially with, with Rob around. Oh he'll my gosh. Always, he yeah. probably has 10. Well, he'll tell you this stuff is not even like people yeah. will talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so next up. All right. So next up, we got <laughs> Stefan who writes In Montreal, I went to work every day at negative 29 for $23 an hour. What are they complaining about? I think this is about the. Uh, now, you didn't do it every day because I know Montreal and you guys have four seasons. So but you did do it for the winter. Yeah. The pay I. 
can't help you with Listen, that. Listen, you Canadians are, are on another level, apparently, because but, to I be would fair, not do this. it's about acclimation, right? So, like, yes. what, you know, have you ever stood in the Arabian Desert for an hour? Yeah. Or the Sahara Desert for an hour? 130, 140 degree with the heat coming off the sand. There are people that, Bedouins in, in, in uh, the Arabian Desert, do yeah. it all day. I mean, yeah, they find shade and they tent, but they live in it. So I, I couldn't do that either. I think it just depends on what you're used to. But thank you for that $20 tip. Yes, That's fantastic. thank you. That was very, very, very uh, generous. generous of you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, so moving on to our supers now. Woohoo! Uh, first up, we've got Justin D. Who do you think will play Abby in The Last of Us Season 2? We know it's cast. Yeah. But they just ain't saying who. And we and, and what's interesting is like they said it's going to be another situation where everyone's like, huh? But then when you see the performance, you're going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I trust them with whoever they brought in. Yeah. So far, I do too because I'm not like at this point. First off, I never, I was never those people who are like, they cast these people. Yeah. It's like, dude, it's HBO. And then they came through. And so now for anyone to say anything now, it's like, give me a break. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, um, Florence Pugh or whatever, I do but like I just that. don't think she's going to be the same age as yeah, and you know, nineteen who, is pretty yeah. young. You know who I thought would have been cool too would have been Hayden Penitentiary. She's too oh, old too. Yeah, yeah, but she so yeah, her age is a factor there yeah. too. But you know that would have been man, that would have been my pick if she was a yeah. Younger. I for Last of Us, I need just great actors. Right. I don't need somebody to look exactly like the game. Right. That's not as important to me. And casting and they don't. group. Yeah. Uh, so far, they don't. So that's the funny thing is everyone's like, oh, well, then it could be this person because they look like this. But no one has looked like the no. game. The only person who's looked like their character was Marlene because she was Marlene in the game. In the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. as long I, I trust whoever they got. I, 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 I'm confident. I, I don't know if I'm going to watch this next season. It's you know, a I, rough show. You know, I haven't finished it yet. <gasps> I'm yeah. just saying Oof. because I, play, like, I have beaten oh. I've beaten both one and two like three times each. Yeah. And I know what happens and I'm going to get to it. I don't know why I just stopped, but I still haven't watched the last episode of House of the Dragon. Because <gasps> I don't want to watch that dragon eat the other dragon. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. That was a disappointing moment. <laughs> Ray just turns around. He can't even face the camera. He's so ashamed. You didn't want to see what? <laughs> the dragon eat the other dragon. <laughs> You're the one who like, but come on, that, that's real sweet. But come on, the dragon got to be dragon. <laughs> no, right? I don't want to watch the dragon eat the dragon. Hey, no, no, no. I, I if you don't watch it, it never happened. I I will say, Jonathan. No, right? I mean that honestly. That's not the only. Like I will watch it. I'm not like right, I can't right. handle that. I'm gonna watch. It. I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah, I, I could tell when that part happened. I, I I'll say that I kind of turned away, uh, but it's not even the the watching it. It's just like I hate the squealing of an animal dying. There's always that's, a bigger that's, dragon. That's yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we got bacon. Pew, pew. Any, oh, no, we read that one already. Sorry, bacon. Pew, pew. Um, pew we just pew. did uh, Justin. So, Lavartov, John, I wonder, uh, had, gone, had Gunn stayed at Marvel, do you think eventually Feige would have convinced him to direct an Avengers film? John's not here. <laughs> Bob's no, disappointed. I, I, I honestly think. Bob's real disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I honestly think he would have been right a shoe in for an Avengers. Let me text oh, we're doing a call a friend? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. I do kind of want to try to I, do I it, think, but I, I think Gunn would have been a shoe in for an Avengers. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think he would have done a great job. For sure. You know what? Should I? No. 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 Yeah. That's not. <laughs> um, 
Okay, moving on. Bailey writes, uh, been told by been been told my top five for this year is unique by friends. What do you think? Okay, so number five is Spider-Man, I'm assuming across the Spider-Verse. Cool. Mm-hmm. Asteroid City. Okay, that's not mm-hmm. on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. Um, Bo is afraid. Well, that's another one. Okay. Grant and then Gran Turismo just thrown in there. What? And then Talk to Me is number one. De- Bailey. It's definitely those are wild. It's definitely a, a, an eclectic pick, yeah. which I really appreciate. So I'll say that's unique. I think they are unique. Those does are that, very interesting Does that make choices. us friends? You know what? I like all your picks, even the Gran Turismo one. I could see someone having that as their favorite movie yeah, of the year. Yeah, that's a very interesting I mean, list. It, it, was, it was a really good movie to me. It got me into something that I am not know nothing about, mm-hmm. not into, not into the car thing, this and that. It was a good movie for me, yeah. at least. You're a very eclectic moviegoer, and that's rad. Um, Bailey's back. Uh, have you seen the trailer for uh, Dream Scenario by A24? Oh, yes. This is the new one with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I, I ha- You know, I got to watch the, the trailer. But yeah, I do too. It's awesome. weird. So I love when like Nicolas, P- P- Nicolas, Page. <laughs> Nicolas Cage plays kind of like regular people, mm-hmm. like just like fuddy-duddies or whatever. Yeah. I really like the adaptation. I love adaptation. Because it just feels so out of character from a Nick Cage like. You know what I mean? There's a bumpacity yeah, to yeah, so much yeah. of the stuff that he does. And and playing a twin was awesome. For oh him. my gosh, yeah. Well, yeah. this one just seems so interesting too, of just yeah. this kind of fuddy duddy professor who all of a sudden becomes just, famous sh- yeah. by showing up in dreams and stuff. I, I think it's wild. Um and I think that's the kind of thing he thrives in. I know it's not the same, but I get like weird being John Malkovich vibes. Yes. Very much. Yeah. Because I think it's just that kind of popping into somebody's mind situation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Malkovich, cool. Malkovich, Malkovich. Um, all right. So we got Andy here who Yay! writes, if I can scroll down. Um, John's review of Expendables 4 was funny. <laughs> A-S, A-S-F. Uh, it's too bad he didn't watch all of it uh, because I would have loved his recap on the whole thing. I How mean, can you torture these people? Poor, poor Ray and John to have to watch that whole movie. Andy, he's, you know what? He's no you, my friend. He's not going to sit through all seasons of Riverdale and give us recaps like you do. Yeah. You're a hero, bud. All right, John Campia? Only 32 minutes. And he was like, donezo. I'm out. I got to say, that was one of the most entertaining segments we've done in a while, though. That was hilarious. Today's show was very, very weird energy, and I was here for it. We had, like, JFK. I don't even know where that came from We had JFK. We had Henry coming from behind. All kinds of things. The scene (laughs) you guys should have seen, or, like, I wish everyone there was like a hidden camera. Well, listen, I'm I'm when it comes to streaming, I've got to see some of this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like um, you could see first Anne and John stand up and walk out, because you know when people go to the bathroom, right? You know they go and go they, and then our us three like in the same row uh-huh. got up and walked out with our popcorn and our <laughs> drinks, and I could hear some people go, "Oh, they're leaving." <laughs> I wonder if they knew you guys. And just laughing, too. No, it's just because you know when some people are ready to go. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. So- oh, man. All right. Well, listen, before we go on to our next questions, uh, we're going to hear one more time from one of our last sponsor of the day, Mint Mobile. Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of today's video, 
Mint Mobile. Signing your life away to a big wireless provider is kind of like being trapped on a roller coaster from hell. Sure, it looks like fun at first. They probably even threw in a free phone. But now you can't get off. Month after month of insane bills and unexpected thrills. Like overages and surprise fees. If that sounds like your current big wireless plan, it's time to get off the ride with Mint Mobile. For a limited time, wireless plans from Mint Mobile are just $15 a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for just $15 a month. You guys know before I came to Mint Mobile, I was paying triple what I am paying now on the standard big wireless plan, and I will never go back. All plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped right to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com campia. That's mintmobile.com dot com slash campia cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash campia and thank you so much to mint mobile for making this episode possible <laughs> close one so close <laughs> all right uh ethan holgate says uh best way to describe expendables four simple fun short and sweet in my opinion of course i don't know ryan said it was like the one of the worst movies he ever saw huh would we call it sweet you know what I, like a smack in the face, I guess. If, I might have stayed for the end if everyone else didn't want to leave. So, you know, we'll see. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like corny stuff. I mean, but. Yeah, but I know, you know what? I mean, Ethan is, uh, is fine to have liked it. I didn't see it, so I can't judge yeah. it. I mean, but I was sleeping after. Yeah, I had fun yes. crapping on a movie I haven't seen. It was just mm-hmm. fun. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm anyway. glad you liked it, man. Me too. Yeah. Um, Vixter 5001 actually I don't have to say the number Vixter says catching up on Jack Ryan season 3 is great and possibly my favorite and season 4 has Michael Pena well that's always a good thing oh yep such yeah. a strong series have a great weekend I've only gotten through season 2 yeah I'm not caught up on the show at all yeah I haven't seen any I think I saw like the first episode of season 1 yeah I think but. John went over his thing with it it's like if he says he's, he's sick of like the secret the, agent like, yeah becoming, running from the government thing yeah. so you know how he feels about that. They, so. they even did that in 24 for mm. quite a mm-hmm. few episode, uh, seasons. All right. Luke says, uh, does losing 100K push back your retirement? Mm, sort of, man. But I'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Texas, South Texas Shark writes, Chris, who has the worst drivers, Texas or California? Ooh, this is a great question. Uh, California drivers are much more um, aggressive in that they're like direct and they know what they want to do. Texas drivers, though, um, listen, I know it's a stereotype, but some of those people are carrying. So I, I tried so to here's drive my, very carefully. Here's my experience in Texas. Mm-hmm. I would rather drive here any day mm-hmm. because it's nothing it, where I was was like Livingston, out, you know, outside of Houston. Yeah. Two lane highways and like F 1750s. So they're like, they're basically semi trucks mm-hmm. and they're going like 95 miles an hour down the two lane highway. And it doesn't matter if you go 95, they're still going to be right on you. Oh, yeah. And so you have to like, it's like constant. So like if I could go 110, they'd go 110 too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I guess we're just going to die. Yeah. That's what we're doing today. Going to hit a turtle or something. I don't know. Just knock over an armadillo. Yeah. Yeah. So it, the, it's just sort of stressful. So it's incredibly stressful. Yeah, I'd rather just drive out. Yeah, here. the six ten loop is the worst thing in the world. I would take I would take the one hundred one or the four hundred five over that any day. The one thing that Texas roads have on LA though Texas is Roadhouse. they have those feeder roads, mm-hmm. and you can almost always loop around if you miss an exit. 
which is really nice. Whereas here, you're just screwed. It must be a common mistake in a Texas then. If they actually incorporated that, yeah, people missing their exits just because this driving. Oh. Well, there was a there was a Toyota up my ass, so I missed my exit. <laughs> so Reese Lindsay says, uh, "Slow down to sixty and let them roll by." You would think, you would think, but they just stay on you. Yeah, yeah. and then no, they no, it's like no, you have to make the move, and it's yeah. like okay, I, but it's two lanes, so it's oncoming traffic, or I pull over and stop. And I'm not a, I'm not a slow driver, but it's a two lane road. It's whatever. I hope. They stop if you stop and then just wait for you to go again. <laughs> you can just be like the worst troll on the road ever. Oh, you want to stop? Stop. <laughs> oh, wow. Jonathan's not laughing. It must, have been a, must be a... I was reliving it. I was like... <laughs> My trauma. I've seen things. Uh, Ramtack Holsters LLC writes, Did you watch the podcast? I listened to it. His face when describing Lucas' uh, film atmosphere was telling. Oh, the podcast regarding the Del Toro situation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, it, there was definitely more behind the scenes to that wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> because they were, de- they were definitely being... Yeah. Very, very cautious. Yeah. Yeah. But... They yeah. just they were really busy over there. It was weird. I was trying to make a movie and they're just busy. Oh, Everyone's all running around. It's you like know? the West Wing, so I didn't make a movie. Z. Like, okay. Yeah. Um, Banjecture writes in the happy, sad, confused video, the look and eye roll of Goyer when asked why oh, these are back to back, uh, why a Del Toro Star Wars movie wasn't an automatic green light <laughs> was priceless. I gotta see it now, man. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, it's silly, silly times. Uh, Robert writes, uh, have y'all seen Tick Tick Boom? Have a great day. Yes, I love that movie. I haven't seen it yet. That's a singing one, right? Yes, that's Andrew Garfield. And one of the rare cases where the um, adaptation of a Broadway musical is much better because Tick Tick Boom was originally a one-man show that Jonathan Larson was doing before he did Rent. Mm -hmm. And after the success of Rent, after he had passed and everything, they tried to use this work as something else of, well, this is Jonathan Larson's as well. Let's see if we can do anything with this. And it just didn't translate the same way and the movie does a really good job of taking that one man show and then expanding upon it in film that is really beautifully done and Andrew Garfield is fantastic in it oh so good tick tick boom boy <laughs> uh Harvest K rides <laughs> right <Come> on, man. <laughs> I got Friday, him man. uh Harvest K it's Friday baby uh I'm okay with commercials in my streaming services especially if this means writers actors get paid but hope commercials don't interrupt movies like they do in broadcast. See, that's something I'm a little worried about. Mm. Tag it at the beginning or the end, in the middle. And they said yeah. something about a minimum of like, or they said the bar is about f- accepted is like four per hour. I'm like, so does that mean you're going to be sticking like a couple in between in the movie? Oh, I hate Because then people that. are just going to start downloading movies or buying yeah. physical again. You know, yeah, because it ruins the flow. The one thing I hate about... Oh, wait, sorry. I just... Uh, but hope commercials <laughs> don't interrupt movies like they do in the broadcast, TV shows. Shows okay, but not movies. Go yeah. ahead, Ray. The one thing I hate is watching a movie, because I, I have direct TV, so it's kind of like cable or it is cable, whatever. Um, they put on a movie, let's say like Rocky Four, mm-hmm. where it's like the training montage is a real great thing. It gets you hype. They put it right in there. And there's a commercial that cuts in it. Or when the, there's the... Uh, like the climax of the movie or like whatever. And then they'll cut a commercial right there. Like someone didn't know where to cut the, that 
takes me out TBS. of a movie. So You're yeah, that is TBS. TBS. I'm describing TBS. Here's looking at you, TBS. Yeah. Get on that, it's man. It's like literally every five, eight minutes they have. That's why I stop uh, watching commercial. movies on that station. It's like they cut it in the worst places, and you know when it's coming. Do you guys have any ad, ad tier, whatever um, streaming services? All of them. All of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, pay for uh, this shit. I'm so poor. What? Paramount is a pretty, because they'll say one of six, right? Yeah. But then it's fifteen seconds, six. Yeah. But sometimes it's the same one three times in a row. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the thing. That's so annoying when it's that one. That so Apple is pretty cheap. I don't even know if they have an ad tier yet. Apple doesn't have an ad okay, tier yet. Okay, but they're cheap but right now so yeah. far. But I do have it on Peacock, and mm-hmm. I do have it on on Paramount Plus. Peacock because they're so cheap, Paramount. and I figure with those yeah. two, I don't mind the commercials. No, the only one I don't have commercials on is Netflix and like Disney Plus. Really? Yeah. You know what? Well, on Max of Apple TV yeah. Plus. If anyone's been watching Invasion, this last episode. It's going to be, it's picking up, baby. Hit our Come on. Talk to him about Invasion. (laughs) Do you guys guys have anything, because this is a weird thing with Logan, shock, that he used to watch the 24-hour marathon of A Christmas Story when he was a kid on Christmas. And so now he hates watching A Christmas Story without ads. Do you want, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, where he's like, this screws up everything for me. And so he like wants commercial breaks. In the I've film. gone through some old VHS tapes where like I re- I recorded like Spaceballs or whatever on TV. Yeah. And then you have all the commercials from like yesteryear. Mm-hmm. Those um, are great. I love uh, watching. And, but but then it's a kind of the same thing because there's t- there's like parts of like Spaceballs where I'm like this supposed to be a break here. Yeah. Like I'm okay with it. I'm not like him. I like, this ruins it. But it's yeah. like my mind is like and cut. Oh, okay, we're gonna keep going. Um, speaking of, did you say Christmas Story? Yeah. Okay. Fun fact. My sister went to school with that kid. <gasps> really? School, yeah. Oh. My older sister. Man, growing up here is wild. I went to school with Punky Brewster. Went to elementary oh, yeah. school with yeah, yeah. Soleil Moon Fry. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh. Brian Austin hey. sorry, sorry, sorry. lived like <laughs> four blocks from my house. Mm-hmm. And then, this is kind of stupid, but uh, Saved by the Bell, the new class. Yeah. The Zach Morris of that show. I went to high school with. Mm. Oh, that's cool. So you like the- very wild. Oh, my sister also went to school with um, with um, uh, Natalie uh, Tootie from from uh, Facts of Life. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't think of her name right now. Yeah, she was also in um, another sitcom like in the nineties. Yeah, uh, she went to school with her, and then um, uh, and then I didn't go to school either of us because obviously he's way older, but. Tim Burton, I had his art teacher in Burbank High. That's awesome. Which is also Edward Scissorhands is like based on Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the, when I moved here just being like, oh, I yeah. get it now. Oh, and if there's any fans out there of Wonder Years, mm-hmm. uh, they filmed pretty much I like his junior high years, like when he was still wearing the green Jets coat and all that stuff. Yeah. Any school shots were all shot at um, John Muir Middle School. Oh, shit, okay, yeah. And there were, like, their graduation s- scene from, like, high school, I think. It. I remember them filming it while mm-hmm. we were, like, in sixth grade or something. You yeah. said Facts so of Life, like, right? Yeah. Tootie? Yeah, yeah. Kim Fields. Kim Fields, yeah. Uh, so so I would be going to John Muir um, for school, and they'd be shooting The Wonder Years there. That's so cool. So there's a lot of scenes where he's, like, there's this one scene where they, ha- they he get he pisses off one of these girls and there's like tumbleweed suddenly it looks mm-hmm. like a western that was like right by my classroom 
That's fine. Their house is right at, the house for it is in Burbank, right up the street from there. I love doing that kind of, I know it can be like cheesy and touristy, but like going and seeing, like, even though I'm not super into it, seeing mm. the Halloween house, right? Right. All that stuff. I think it's so cool that you can just go do that. So here. when I was dating Laura, she was like, oh, it's so funny. This neighborhood reminds me of the Wonder Years. And when I was a kid, I always said, I, I want to live in the Wonder Years, not necessarily the house. I want to live in the Wonder Years neighborhood. I'm like. This is the this is Years neighborhood. It's Burbank. <laughs> and I, I drove her to the house. I'm like, do you recognize that house? She's like, oh, my God. That's a good day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well done. <laughs> um, I was like, I bought it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, all right. So moving on. Wow, we went on a tangent, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, you went on. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, Ray. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> can't stop him, man. All right. Shamrock Vibes. Chris, if you like Broadchurch, then you will love Happy Valley. We get Ooh. a lot of British TV. My boyfriend is... Uh, taking me to meet his parents in Glendale, USA, uh, in November. So is that Glendale, California? Because that's right yep. by Burbank, that's, where yeah. I live. Um, he works in Ireland. Never been to USA. <gasps> Ooh, that's very exciting. Well, if it is the Glendale near us, um, welcome. Hope you have a really fun time. I know there's other Glendales, but I'm assuming yeah, maybe. I would think it's in, this yeah, one. California. That's really cool. Um, I definitely will check out Happy Valley. I love. I love a British murder. Man, British murders are just real great. There's something um, classy about him. <laughs> I loved, um, this probably isn't along the same vein, but Luther. Oh, I mean, Luther's so good. To me, those first two seasons were like a realistic Batman. Yes. Because you really get a rogues gallery, but he was never, you know, in a bat suit or anything. Yeah. He was realistic. And he, you know, took the law into his yeah. own hands and yeah. kind of did his own thing. A maverick renegade. Mm. <laughs> um, all right. So, Suthius, this one's for Ray. Ray, did your mother purposely give you uh, and your sister's names? Uh, or names that would spell out aura or just that, or was that just a coincidence? If so, that was definitely an Asian mom would do with her kids' names. Suthi is Asian too. That's what, that's what they, they did. I mean, it's, it's crazy when I found out, like I never put it together until they told me, I was like, you're right. And then they're like, you're dumb. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The short end of the stick it's, of course, Olive, because how many names start with an O? Like, I, I can't even tell you. There's Oscar. If she was a, ended up being a boy, Oscar, and then there's Olive. Olive. That's it, right? Ophelia. I had a friend in uh, elementary school named Octavio, and I was like, Octavia. If you, or, or there's Octavia, too. Yeah. Um, so there's that name, but other than that, me and Anne, we had a full range of uh, names to go, go through. Opal. You know? Opal. I can do this all day. Oh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Two more. Two more? Two more O female names? Or any name. Oh, Oscar. Yeah, I already said that. You already said Oscar? Uh-huh. Uh, Othello. Yeah. Um, okay. Optimus. <laughs> I knew it. Optimus <laughs> is one of my names that I would have chosen. <laughs> I would have demanded my name be Optimus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Sham- Shamrock Vibes. Don't say that. Don't say it like it's normal, Optimus, <laughs> and then turn your head. Like, like, like Optimus you said, is one. Optimus. One. Yeah. You think somebody's not like, I'm going to name my kid Optimus. They're going to do it. The fact There's that you turned away, like I couldn't even argue. Like that was it. That was it. That was the, there's, Optimus is not accepted, but fine. For this show, it's accepted. <laughs> All right. Otis. Shamrock oh, Vibes. One. Okay, sorry. Shamrock sorry. Vibes uh, asks queries. Also, mom likes to. Oh, I didn't realize you were British. Also, mom likes to get Radio Four from the UK, and they have lots of audio plays uh, with famous uh, actors in. Chris, uh, have you ever listened to one 
All right. To one, would you like act in one? Wait. Would I like to act in one? Yeah. Yeah. Yes and yes. Um, I've listened to the Neverwhere one that Radio 4 did. Um, Neverwhere is this really great Neil Gaiman book, and James McAvoy was in the cast. It's a mm. very, very stacked cast. It's wonderful. Highly recommend the book, too. Um, all Neil Ga- Gaiman books, I, I recommend. I would love to do a radio play. Um, I hopefully will be doing something like that in the future that I can't talk about very much. Wee! We'll Sounds see. like you're going walking up some stairs right there. I'm trying. It's a climb. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Zachary Zarvos writes, what are some of your go-to movies for Halloween season, whether they be scary or a comedy or feel-good movies? Yeah. Hi, Zachary. I know Zachary. Um, I'm a big fan. You guys know I watch Wolf Cop because it's really bad and a, a prosthetic penis gets bitten off and I think it's funny. Um, Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Cabin in the Woods. Zombieland. Um Charlie, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah, I do the Charlie Brown yeah. thing so much. But um, this year, I think I'm going to watch Paranorman this year. <gasps> Paranorman's a cute I haven't one. seen it yet. so oh, It's really cute. Okay. I like that one. Um, we, someone asked this before, and it's going to be the same answer. But um, when I was a kid, they always played on the Disney Channel, um, The Legend of uh, Ichabod and <gasps> yeah, and, Toad. Yeah. Which is weird. They, they put it in that order, but it's the reverse in the thing. It's like an hour long, and it starts with Mr. Toad's wild. Basically, it's what Mr. Toad's wild ride is based yeah, on. Yeah, where you night. go to hell. Yeah, and it feels good on a cold day at Disneyland. <laughs> it, but, it is nice. Yeah, but anyway, uh, and then it, and then the second one uh, uh, is uh, Ichabod: Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Okay, so that would always end, and I'd be like all into it, and it gets all kind of scary because at the end it goes into like live action, like a library. And then it's like just like a closing book, and then the light, the candles like dim, mm-hmm. and every year without fail, my parents had already gone retired to their bedroom, and all the lights in the house were out. And I look around, and I'd have to like turn off the TV and run to my room and turn <laughs> no! on the light really quick. I still do and that every in dark year. <laughs> I'd fall for it every year. Man, that's a good one though. Oh, we talked about her so much today on the main show. Uh, Megan Fox, I love watching Jennifer's Body. I think that movie is hilarious. Mm. I've heard a lot of people like say like, okay, that's a passable one. Like it's fun. it's a good one. Yeah. It's great. There's the best fake band in it too. Oh man, <laughs> wonderful. Um, you know, it's one thing I sort of appreciated about the TV show, The OC, is anytime there was a band, they'd be a real band. Oh yeah, yeah. I like when, nice. when you know shows do that mm-hmm. instead of the fake band thing. Sean Gilstorf writes, how many hats? Raymond. <laughs> oh, how many hats do I have? Yeah, yeah, no. It says, how many hats does Ray have? Any cool ones? There you go. No, do you have they're any all the same cool hats? I just love the Nixon brand. I've just gotten attached to it, so that's it. Nixon? I rarely Why wear- in my time, yeah. we didn't wear hats like that. <laughs> men were men. Not in my country, how these many hippies. Uh, I have no idea. Like, maybe five right now in <laughs> rotation? It's just, as long as I get all the colors right, you know, because some colors don't match with others. I mean, I think about that stuff even at my age. Yeah. I mean. Doing that fit check. Yeah. Fit check. All right. So Emma Murdoch writes, uh, Statham's 2023 roulette. Buy, rent, or erase. Fast X, Meg 2, Expendables 4. Can I erase all three? Ooh. No, I mean. I will say Fast X is the one I would keep even without seeing it. Yeah, that's because it's the one you didn't see. Uh, well, it must have, be better than the other two. I haven't seen 
any of these. I'll I, me either, but I'll erase all four. I'll I feel three. like I would rent Fast X oh, so I can see the Momoa scene. I would buy Meg 2 because that seems like a real easy drinking game movie. Mm-hmm. And right. then erase Expendables 4 because my only knowledge of the Expendables 4 is my brother Hayden doing Mickey Rourke's monologue at me. <laughs> he thinks it's the funniest thing. So that's that's the only he thing does, I know of that movie. Does, the one where he's like in the bar? Yeah. Where he's like, let me tell you something. You memorize and, and having just like my sweet, skinny, lanky brother as he's like chain smoking cigarettes, be like, I'm gonna do the Mickey Rourke scene for you, Christine. Let's go. <laughs> it kills me. Take a seat. Does he call you like randomly and do <laughs> oh, it'll be when we're hanging out. If we talk about any like no, movie, he's like, you know what the best movie is? It'd be great. Mickey if, Rourke in this. It'd be great if you just called him and he doesn't even say hello. He it's just goes just right that into monologue. It. It just goes right into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess if I, if I can't erase all four, I'll go with yeah. Chris's route. Um, so Andy writes, uh, I'll watch Expendables 4, Brave Man, Andy. Ooh. Well, you know what? And yes, Andy. Yes. Yeah. And recap it myself for us. Just kidding, just kidding. No, 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 no. This is happening now. <laughs> so it has to happen. Wait, did he just I'm say for- just kidding? Yeah, but I just said, no, you're locked in. I'm forever retired from doing that because nothing will ever come close to Riverdale's hilarious and say, dude, don't sell yourself short. You're doing this. You're doing it, man. Yeah. Just do it, please. Yeah. I mean, I, in addition to your recaps of Riverdale, the one thing on TikTok that I would watch routinely was people explaining Riverdale. And it was so funny to me of just, all right, on this episode, Cheryl's a witch and uh, she starts a lesbian coven. And you're like, what is this show? What is this show? And they would just deadpan it. And I feel like you got a real knack for that, Andy. Love your recaps. Yeah. You're in it to win it, baby. Yeah. All right. Robert's back. Marshawn Lynch is hilarious in Bottoms. Did anyone see Bottoms? I, I have to say it. I need to see it. It looks so funny. I know. I I I complain about no one going to see comedies and then I don't go see them. I Although I did see the outlawed, <clears throat> excuse me, Johnny Black from the creators oh. of Black Dynamite. What'd you think? It was great. Uh-huh. It wasn't as good as Black Dynamite. Okay. But that's still, there's there's so many subtle like acting choices in there that are just hilarious, especially by Michael Jai White. Like he does these Ooh, subtle things. And then, and, then, and then just recurring bits mm-hmm. and then one-liners that it's totally worth it. Like I'd see it again. Okay. It just, I do feel like a Western setting doesn't lend itself to that comedy as much as like a black exploitation film from like the 70s. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. You know? Yeah. Bottoms, too. I don't think, I don't think Outlaw's playing at my theater. And then Bottoms was playing at the weirdest times at my Regal yeah. that just didn't line up with my schedule. I don't like it. Um, Bucks. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about Outlaw Johnny Black. <laughs> uh, you guys go see it. Judge for yourself. Bucks Basement writes Jamie Lee Curtis as Dr. Kirhi. Uh, Kuraha in season two of One Piece looks like it's safe, a safe bet based on her Instagram. Also, do you prefer Chopper to be uh, practical or CGI? I mean, it's probably got to be CGI, right? I mean, okay, so potentially, but Sweet Tooth on Netflix does practical effects of like there's this one little guy who's like a little gopher. And he just walks around and they kind of animate his eyes. But for the most part, he's a real dude. And I love him. I would kill for him. And he's just an animatronic puppet. And I feel like that's kind of the route with Chopper. But that show already is so uncanny, right? With how stretchy everyone is and, mm-hmm. and the bombacity of all of that, that I think CGI would still fit in there well. I think you could go either way. 
I just I just love like a practical maybe animatronic like a, Muppet. Maybe it's like elements like you said where it's practical, but then they can animate yeah. certain things. Because Chopper's just a precious little baby. All I can think mm-hmm. of is is Chopper from uh, Rebels. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Brandon Beal writes, just wanted to thank you guys for the content. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Oh. And $10, Aww. man. Thank you for thank that. Thank you, Brandon. That's very sweet. Um, and then we got our final question. Aww. Um, Alex Von Gollum writes, hi, everyone. What's your most anticipated movie for the rest of the year? Mine is, mine would have been Dune 2, but yeah, mine yeah. is Napoleon. Great open mic today. You're awesome. Thank you. Aww, so you're awesome, Alex. <clears throat> I'd probably agree to a. I'd I'd agree. I guess I, it would have been Dune two. Now it's now it's probably Napoleon. I love history, so I love historical epics. Um, I also also know that movies can take liberties, so it's not like oh well, this is what happened. But um, I'm trying. I'm tra- to think. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like because I know there's another couple movies aside from Dune two that I mean there's a Taylor Swift film, so you know I'm there yeah. like nine nine different nights. <laughs> Listen, I have my tickets and I'm very excited. You should I have be. to get my Eras outfit. It's going to be glorious. I am actually really excited about that because I'm going, uh, Ray, I'm going with Tiffany for her birthday. Oh, yeah. Tiffany's great. Tiffany's the best. You guys should come. It's going to be super fun. We're going to be singing our faces off. Um, but I can't, I'm trying to think of what else is coming out the rest of the year. I'm looking at, yeah, I'm just looking through real quick. I'm um, looking forward to the creator, to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, is, is that Hunger Games coming out this year? Yeah. I think so. So I wasn't excited for that. I'm not still not excited for that, but I'm definitely intrigued. So that probably still doesn't necessarily count. I'm into October now so far, and I'm like, I'm actually more excited from like things that are being re-released in the, like anniversary releases. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Oh, Creator. Creator, I, I'm excited about. Looking forward to Creator. Marvel's, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I yeah. love Ms. Marvel so much. I really hope that film is good. Exactly. That one too. I'm looking. I know Ray wants to see Godzilla minus one. Oh my God! Yeah, there it is. Yeah, Thank the- you, Jonathan. Sometimes it's hard. Like we talk about movies yeah. all the Guys, time. Two, it's hard to. Yeah, G- two concert movies coming up. One, The Last Waltz, which is about the band. It's their farewell tour. Mm-hmm. The band was got their name because they were the, they were the ele- they were the, um, they were the the band that backed Bob Dylan when he went electric. Oh. And, and they never really had a name, so it was like Bob Dylan and the band. And then they broke off and did their own music, mm-hmm. which a lot of people know their songs, but they don't know it's the band that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called The Last Waltz. In it, it was directed by um, Martin Scorsese. And you get people like Neil Young, Van Morrison, Muddy Waters. I mean, they Holy shit. a million people come okay. out and perform with them because it's their awesome. farewell thing. Yeah. It's totally fun. And another uh, music documentary, which is really great, or music live concert, is um, Stop Making Sense, which was uh, The Talking Heads. Okay, nice. And that was awesome, too. Um, I'm in November. I'm still not seeing, like, anything aside from Napoleon that I'm going to be like, yes, this. So much stuff got moved. Uh, Monty Python, The Holy Grail, that's awesome. Oh, they're um, doing a re-release? Re-release that's of fun. that. There's a lot of re-releases. I love that they do that now. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least more often. Yeah. And then now I'm in December. I know this isn't great content, but you asked. So <laughs> We got Aquaman. We do have Aquaman. Uh, you know what? That looks so fun, though. Yeah, that does. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. A good farewell to, you know, the situation. Yeah. Wonka, but I'm still not sold. Honestly, I, I'm sorry. The trailers, it's not selling me. Uh, the, the, the like, like the scene where, what's his name, plays the police officer, and he's like, nothing to see here. Definitely not a bunch of people who have lost uh, connection with gravity. It's just like, oh, the, these feel like really bad lines. I, I can see now that 
charm of it because at CinemaCon when we first saw it, I was right. like, I don't care about this at all. While right. Aaron and John were swooning, and I just still, I understand this is a young Wonka. I don't see how this becomes my Gene Wilder. Yeah, me, my problem is, you know what? I, I get it's an origin story, but man, I'm just so used to having colors. Like a lot of colors, especially when the candy comes out. There's a scene in the trailer where the candy's floating in the air. I want more colors, like on the screen, just so I could connect the the, uh, the maybe, Wonka we maybe, got. And this, and this one's wrong. Maybe we're making a mistake by saying, "Oh, this guy turns into Gene Wilder." Sure, it, it that could can be a whole a, different a dis- universe. You yeah. know what I mean, like alternate reality. Mm-hmm. So maybe he doesn't. Maybe he does become something like that. But clearly, like. Candy, even in the the Wonka we watched, didn't float, and it wasn't that magical. Yeah. Like, things were weird, mm-hmm. and you could explain it away with some kind of weird m- magic and 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 science, but it wasn't just people, like, flying around. Like, they would be like, oh, because it puts a bunch of bubbles in you, and you yeah. float, but... Well, that, that Wonka movie, too, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, is kind of sinister and yeah, i is. do like that i i Dude, like that you walk away from that movie of the boat ride a lot is of still potential my, murder on that tour the boat ride is still my favorite and oh the fact gosh. that it's like close up and that person like blinking and like right. like someone like kills like a chicken in it and stuff it's like yeah. what is going on in it's, this yeah. i will say if this wonka if whoever eats chocolate in this movie doesn't make me want to eat chocolate like Charlie did in the old movie. Yeah. You know when he first got that yeah, first that bar first, and yeah. he didn't get the he ticket? He unwraps it. But he unwraps it and he just like stuffs his face yeah. with it. I want chocolate every time I watch that scene. There has to be something that makes me want to eat chocolate. <laughs> you, I just eat all the time. That's why. Come on. Did you guys ever hear Taylor rant about Grandpa Joe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like he man. was just packing it in. Yeah. Like it was just like, be like that piece of shit. Yeah. Grandpa Joe acting like he had no legs until he gets to tour a chocolate factory. <laughs> what a piece of shit. It was one of my favorite just Taylor Gonzalez rangers. Listen, Taylor's been through some things. So. He's right. But he's right. <laughs> yeah. It's All of a sudden he could stand up. Like, well, this kind of this movie's okay. This is this. Grandpa Joe. <laughs> Have you uh, noticed that freeloading Grandpa uh, Joe Charlie really doesn't have like teeth that didn't grow yeah, in? I saw that uh, picture recently. Yeah. He eventually like, grew in, but yeah, yeah. When he was that uh, age. The, the little just jagged little guys back there. Of, Maybe he shouldn't be eating. Yeah, chocolate. Charlie doesn't need that. Hmm. All right, so our last question of the day. Um, oh. oh, and I guess Napoleon. That's what I've landed on. Napoleon. Oh. <laughs> Shall we vote? Uh, Andrew Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio was a great movie. Agreed. I didn't see it. I want to see it. I guess I could stream it. Yeah, I like the two. I like it. It's, I like a, it's a long, longer one. I think people weren't prepared for how long it is, but it's Netflix. And cool. it's dark. It takes a many yep. dark twists and turns. And, and that's where I think a lot of people are divided in whether well, they Well, I'll like tell you, that originally, original Disney one, I mean, it's much the donkey more, scene and he's screaming for his mom, yes. I literally like get choked up. Yeah, it's it's a much more sinister film than people remember. Yeah. When you rewatch that full animated movie, because when you watch it as a kid, up. you're like, "Yeah, because they're bad kids," and then you watch it as an adult, and you're like, "Oh my god!" These a lot of the Disney, yeah, again. these poor children. Yeah, a lot of the D- Disney classic animated ones I can't watch just because, like, they're they're really sad. The, the parts that are sad is like really sad. Yeah, <laughs> scarring. On that note, guys, <laughs> have a good weekend. <laughs> You guys, thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate it when you kick it with just the Batman Beyond crew. We Ooh. love getting your questions. We love when they're tailored to the crew, too. So thank you so much for doing that today. Um, Jonathan did a great job answering for John Campia, though. Yeah. Always oh. love that. Thank you. Uh, thank you once again to all of our sponsors. Thank you to Ray. Thank you to Jonathan. That's most of my job to do the camera <laughs> yeah, cut. So there you go. Uh, I've been Chris. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, have a great weekend. Be kind. We'll see you next time. We will not go quietly into the night. <laughs>